welcome to Say More Words podcast. I'm super excited for the guest that we have today because, well, I'll tell the story on how we met, but first, Bajal, I want you to tell me what the song of the day is. The song of the day? What is that? Oh, did you not see it? <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's Bijal, so, by the way. Did I, what did I say? Bijal. But, oh, my apologies. Well, put all sorts of accents on it. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I hate when people do that to my name, so I apologize. How do they feel um, Kamika? Listen. Tamika? Tamika. No! Uh, Tamika. Tamika! Or people just try to shorten it and call me Tammy. No. I, Tammy. Nothing fills me with more rage. <laughs> like, of a thousand sons. Tammy. No. Yeah. You're not Tamika. Tammy. Actually, a really fun story. Um, when I was in the second grade, because I was military, so I moved all over the place. Yeah. In the second grade, I moved to a new school. And the teacher was like, oh, this is your new class. It was the middle of the school year. She, she goes, this is your new classmate, Tamika. Oh! And I, at all of, you know, whatever you are in second grade, go, um, it's Tamika. <laughs> My mom backhanded me so quick. <laughs> I mean, like, into the face and she was like you don't correct people like that and i was like but it's my name yeah talk about so, standing up for your authentic self even then fun fact that's how i came up with the concept of my book but that's another story so oh. tell us okay oh. song of the day is something that we do on the podcast because like random songs just play siri plays me randomness all the time uh, and it could just be like what your favorite song is, what you're listening to right now. Right. Because we have I got it. more words. I got it. I, you know, in the car today, you know, like it took me back to my college days. It was shaggy. Yes. It wasn't me. Yes. It wasn't me. <laughs> the, you know what? Gaslighting at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song so much it's so good she saw me on the counter it wasn't me <laughs> she saw me on the sofa it wasn't me i think my me. kids were like what this is quite <laughs> what is happening <laughs> what is mom listening to? so i just i was back at the college day club so i was like it wasn't oh. me <laughs> yes. nothing puts me in a better mood than when like the college songs come on. I become a completely different person. Exactly. You become Tamika. I become Tamika. Yeah, and that's my old dream. And then it's just and Bajal. Tamika and Bajal. Come on out. Time to brawl. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Mini skirts, tube tops. Yes. Actual so, stilettos without a platform. <laughs> frosted everything. Not like the frosted now. I got a little frosting going on, right? But that's like, a bronze, though, and I'm really this admiring it. This, that's a frost that's white. That was different. And then a little bit of lip liner. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Taking it back. That's where it's at. Lip liner. And it came back. Lip liner came back for a second, and then it just disappeared. And then disappeared again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's gone. She's gone. Ugh. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Plum Beachel. And I own a company called Launch. My alter ego is Queen B. Um, if you can't say Bijal uh, or you can't say Bajal, it's French. Um, so I own a company, Launch. We do branding uh, for amazing entrepreneurs who are world-class at what they do. 
And we help basically people take their business and make it a brand. So a lot of people confuse branding with like logos and colors. They don't really understand your branding is your, your ethos of how you operate. It's an imprint that you leave in the mind of everyone you interact with, including potential prospects would be amazing clients, customers, patients. So no one understands how to do that. How do you curate the marketplace to be able to understand what your brand is and remember it, love it and spread that out into the world. So that is what we do. I am a mom, happy wife. I've got two kiddos. I've got a daughter who's eight, who's got all the sass. Got a son who's close to six. Uh, we live in Houston, Texas, and I got a Sheltie. He might show up in the background. His name is Nacho and he does love cheese. So a little backstory for anybody that's watching or listening. Um, I don't know how I'm going to start calling you queen bee because that's my favorite thing ever. Actually, I have a, a sign in my office that says queen of everything with a gigantic bee on it. So more <laughs> levels to our love. Just like weird. Really deep, yes. really deep synergy, <laughs> which I think we felt from day one. We yeah. I don't quite know how we met. You're in Houston. I'm in Dallas. We don't know why we became friends on Facebook, but I like to tell people all the time. I'm like, when I need to be hyped up, you come out of the woodwork. <laughs> out of nowhere, you're hyping up all over. When I was telling um, my husband James about you, I'm like, yeah, she's she's my hype person online. And he goes, she posts really awesome stuff. I'm like, I know she does. She's it. my online person. I am your hype person. I love everything you post. I love what you stand for. Like your your writing skills are are enviable enviable like yes oh no they are good they're good did you have a personality a lot of let's pause here a lot of good writers are lackluster with their words but i think you've got both thank you i, think I received that i've worked really hard on that the last few years because when i started writing the book the first chapter i sent in that got me the deal. They're like, we can see the concept, but you're a terrible writer. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> wow. like, well, okay. And so then, but I'm a really good speaker. So I was like, I can make, I can, I can be a good writer. Right. And so it's taken some years, but so I, I received that deep inside my soul. Thank you. I, I mean it too. And so it's, it's, it's cool. And it's a rarity to be able to have both. And it's awesome because I don't know how we met either. And speaking of personal brand, Tamika, you just like stood out to me as somebody who's memorable, who I enjoyed our banter, our jokes, our lovey-doveys, our high fives, our hypeness of stuff. There was all of those emotional connections, but we were also making valiant points on each other's posts too. I was starting to get a sense of who you are, what are your values, what do you believe? What's your culture? Like, you know, what, how are you operating in your business? Like, I didn't even actually know what you did until today. Like on today's call, I was like, oh, you're like a master crafter of people's personalities so that you're creating teams that live within their zone and operating at their most authentic self. So they become a well-oiled machine who loves working and playing together. That's what you do. Yeah. That was a whole word. <laughs> like, I do love like the way that you master and it could be, you know, that I've watched you. One of the things that I have loved about watching you is when we came into each other's lives, we were truly not truly nobody, but like we were still in the building of the foundation and somehow over like not somehow overnight. It doesn't ever happen overnight. It's a lot of hard work and blood and sweat and tears. 
but you exploded and your words exploded and the things that you were saying to me, I love when you just like drop truth bombs and then drop the mic and then leave. <laughs> it's my favorite thing on the planet because there's not enough people who are living in that authenticity and calling people out on their shit. I love doing both. So <laughs> I probably have to like cook spaghetti. So I got to like run. So you're going to do good time. I think one of our um, things that we did connect on is that piece of authenticity and owning your personal brand. And so you'll, I'm excited. We're about to launch my uh, podcast too, which is going to be own your brand. And yours is say more words. And we just like got little cadences that kick off together. One of the things I stand for and is a part of what I want to leave as an imprint on the world is I want people to authentically show up as who the F they were meant to be on this planet because you only have one life to live. My friend, it is an exit only. You're an exit only. Who the fuck are you not showing up for? Your goddamn Aunt Sally? You're talking about Susie from high school? What's your coworker gonna think? Come on, you're already dead, but you're alive. I wanna be alive before I am dead. Ugh. A whole word. A whole word. Dang it. Yes. Ugh. I, I mean, I, I don't even have anything. I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless. It's perfect because it's so true. And I work with people every day and I'm like, why are we still letting dad bring it down? I think it's important that we get to hear from more voices who are also stepping up. And I'm not saying like, I'm not all like all for women or all for people of color. I don't operate like that. I just want everyone to be at a similar level. And so I think understanding perspectives and different points of view is going to make us a better society. It is going to create foster better connections. It's going to help our communities. It's going to help everything in society that's like falling apart. I don't know how better communication, more bonds, getting on the same page, taking perspective. I don't know how that would hurt anything. And so if we really want to step into what impact is like, you probably get this all the time. I work with entrepreneurs who have a brand of some sort because they're established. They're at least at 20K revenue months. That's about the time when they come and find me. Hey, Bijal, come help me. I need to like revamp my brand or, you you know, they're usually more at like 100K revenue months. And when you're talking about something like that, they've already kind of made some money and they feel pretty good about it. And they're very impact centered. They're mission driven. These are not mercenaries and they're impact centered. And when we're first talking about, hey, what's your vision? Well, I just want to help more people. And one of the things that I think is important that ties us together is, are you really helping more people when you're wearing five masks about who you really are because you think that they will like an altered version of you more? But the real question is, do you like you? Not do they like you, do you like you? And when you like you, when you like yourself, when you like you, when you like you, you get to show up and own it, right? You get to say more words. You get to own your brand. You get to foster these type of connections. And I do think we we have this quantum entanglement between us because we are dialed on who we are and energy attracts like. I'm so curious what you think about that. Well, at 1000%, one of the things that I talk about regularly, it's like, okay, well, this mask, you have to remove this. And this layer, like you have to remove, it's the layers of your subconscious and who you who you've allowed other people to tell you who you are and who you are meant to be. One of the questions I ask all the time to people, I'm like, who did you want to be when you, when you were little? And people ask you the question, who did you want to be when you grew up? What did you say? And oftentimes, you know, it's firefighter, doctor, teacher, like, 
But outside of that, before the world started telling you who you were supposed to be, what did you actually want to do? Because there's depth inside of that. And we Mm. typically like bury it deep down inside. Now, when I was little, I wanted to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. And I did not know. And still to this day, my dad will say, yeah, I knew you wanted to be a teacher and we wanted you to be a doctor. Like, well, I hate that for you because I was never going to be a doctor, but you pushed me into that role. When you heard teacher, you heard kindergarten teacher who's struggling every month. Teacher for me is now somebody who teaches the masses, but you, you died that down in me over and over and over again. And eventually I got so uncomfortable that it exploded out of me to the point where it was like, I need to figure out how to make this work or else I'm going to die. Like I'm either going to be me or I'm going to die. Wow. Those are the options. Wow. And a lot of people come to me when they're at that point where they're like, I don't know who I am anymore. And it's like, you do actually know who you are. They're just buried down so deep that you, you, you refuse to acknowledge who they are. Yeah. Yeah. We have bury it, but it comes to one of the points you made in authenticity, you know, we're the most connected generation. We're the most connected peoples that have ever existed in the world. And we tell the least amount of true stories. Duke, social media. Social media. But there's no truth. Like, you drop the truth all the time. and I love it. But there's few people who are living in that authenticity who are willing to say what's actually happening in their lives, what's actually happening in their world. Because if we would just share it, everybody would realize that they're not special and that their problems aren't unique. Yeah. They don't want to admit because it's more comfortable to live in your problems. Yeah. Yep. There's so much depth. There's so much depth of what you just shared. And it's so, I love that connection where you knew you were going to be a teacher and your parents were, they were doing the best they can. And they thought they were protecting you from like, Hey, we don't want you to be a sad, broke kindergarten teacher. And here you are teaching the masses. And yeah, I, you know, when I was growing up too, I just loved everything artistic and creative. And I have Indian parents who came here and immigrated to America with $8. They were like, literally, they were like, where do we didn't come here with $8 for you to be a broke artist? No, you won't. No, absolutely not. You will do pharmacy or computer science. Those are two great Indian wife roles for you. I was like, what? They're like, we don't think you should be a doctor just in case, because like, you're going to have to take care of the kids and pick them up, drop them off. You know, you're gonna have to like manage everything related to the kids. I remember looking at them when I was 17, I was like, are you acting like you haven't known me my entire life? Oh, I better be available to pick up the kids. I was like, he can pick up the kids. And then here I am. And they were like, well, what if you're married to somebody who has a really busy profession? And I was like, I'm never marrying a doctor. Married a doctor. It's like, sure enough. Oh, and we're both married to doctors. How weird is this? Right? Yeah. Well, what's really funny. So speaking of like a cultural thing of like you need to do or like you need to be available and you need to like assume the wife role. Cause I remember from a very young age being told like to prepare myself to be a mom, which I always did want to be a mom. I love kids, but like that was going to be my role. Like I had to play the supporting role. So I played the support role for a really long time until I no longer did until like that identity of mine exploded. But I recently reconnected with my dad and he made a comment and he goes, I really, or he goes, the comment was about crab. I was talking about how much king crab I ate one night, <laughs> which is, it's a weird flex, but I grew up in, in Oceanside, California. And my dad used to take me to get crab when I was little. 
And and we'd it's a really cute story. We would get crab and we'd watch Little Mermaid, which is a little sadistic, it's but that's little, what we. But it's all good. It's King Crab, right? That's not it's what they had. So right. I'm telling you, telling him now as an adult, like I about the King Crab, and he goes, "Man, I knew I ruined you from a young age, getting you into seafood." I'm like, "Well, you did, not, but I'm not mad about it." And he goes, "I always knew you had to marry a rich man in order to afford your lifestyle." And I looked him dead in the eyes, and I go, "Dad, I am a rich man." <laughs> <laughs> Show stop. Show stop. <laughs> Guys, thank you for uh, joining. Say more words because there are no more words that need to Daddy, I am a rich man. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> like, fuck off. That's <laughs> because I married a doctor. I just, you know, well, so. But yeah, that's you what they are every you are everything. You are my man. <laughs> <laughs> I am using that immediately. Like use it. Say it everywhere. I'm gonna say to my dad, and by the way, that story that you wrote about meeting your dad, oh my god, I was like crying. I was like, I was crawling. And then I was like, she's such a good writer, and it was it was beautiful, the depth of Thank what you, you shared. And to even watch you from that to then transcend to a deeper version of who you are, it's like, it's that's what's so, that's why I was so excited about hopping on this. When you're like, will you join my podcast? I was like, yes! When? <laughs> right now! Right now! You're like, are you available at 10 on Friday night? Of course I am. For you, yes, I am. And it's, it's just, it's incredible to think about how we get programmed and I had the same programming too it's just like oh when you know when they met my husband and they were like well good thing that she's gonna be now on your bills are on you now because she's expensive and I remember just looking at my dad and being like um I am now a computer scientist and a programmer and honey can flex like I don't want to program and so after after programming and I hated it I went back to do interior design because I wanted to go get my master's in something I actually loved. So back to your story where you knew you would be a teacher at the end, even if it was a different version of teaching, I knew I was going to be a creative person at the end. So I switched interior design. Um, I got like the highest paying job right out of school, won a competition um, doing hotel design. And then from there, I transitioned did 13 years of corporate and hospitality design, worked in the federal government for a bit, a lot of Fortune 500 companies. So big companies like Bank of America, CBRE, Heinz, like Johnson Johnson, AIG, really big household names. Yeah. I started this company launch and I was gonna do commercial design on my own. I was gonna have my own firm so I could set the culture. But after I did that for a year, COVID hit and I realized that Oh my God, this commercial real estate is going to be decimated. So I ended up joining an online mastermind and no idea what world this was in. And that was in 2020. And then I fell into branding because I would see people post, do you love like logo A or logo B? And I was like, neither. These are terrible. This is trash. And so I would just pick up projects. And from there, I just shot off like a rocket. Like now that it's, it's it, there's been a, ro a lot of rockiness. There's been a lot of uh, turbulence on that rocket. But generally speaking, we have grown year over year over year, which I'm proud of as we approach close to our fifth year. Um, and I've seen a lot of companies get built and a lot of uh, ones that went away, but it's so interesting 
that when you own that inner part of you, of that genius that you have within, it will shoot out of you one way or another, whether you want to or not, or you will live a life of mediocrity and you will anesthetize yourself with every other harmful or something, some addiction that's out there to just make your soul shut the fuck up for two seconds because it is inside trying to burst out of you. What I, I love that. That's 1000% true. What I like to equate it to is like the dopamine hit, as you said, like you, you'll search for anything. When you find what actually your soul wants, it is a dopamine hit day after day after day. Even the days when it's hard, it's a hit after hit after hit. And yeah. that is your soul's like, like you're going, keep going, keep going, keep going, yeah. even on yes. the hard days. It's like your soul identifying with itself. Like, yes, this is it. Go, 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 go. Yes, yes, yes. And it doesn't mean like, you know, to, to paint a realistic picture, it's not like every single thing is perfect. It's not like it's all rainbows and butterflies. It doesn't mean that things are hard times sometimes. But generally speaking, you get wind put in your sails and you just, it just feels easier and it feels amazing. You feel energized. You're excited. Like you like you like your clients, you love them, you love talking to them, you enjoy doing your work. And that's a recipe for 10xing. Oh, absolutely. That, yes, that's the best way to put it. One of the things I tell people, I just did a keynote yesterday um, for a national conference. And I said, I'm like, if you Whoa. are- Small flex. <laughs> After King Crab though, because King Crab has After one. King Crab is number one. King number Crab two is the one. national conference. The keynote for a national conference. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things I talked about is I'm like, people look at me like, well, because I wear my cheetah and my bright pink and all of, all of the things and all of the glitter, they, they first glance will judge me based off of my appearance. Mm -hmm. And then they'll judge me second by the fact that I'm talking about how if you can live in joy, everything in life is better. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. like, why would I do that though? Because we were conditioned to just go to work, work a nine to five and come home, bitch about bills, bitch about your husband, bitch about your kids, and then wake up and do the same thing. And I'm like, actually, if you just wake up and you're really happy every single day, which you do have to work at, like yeah. it yeah. is a process to work in that joy, but truly living in enjoyment, everything is easier. Totally. Totally. And if they're going to, and if they're going to judge you on the way that you look, Oh, well, I mean, I, hate oh, that for well. Them. I mean, that means it really is interesting that when people end up doing that, it really does tie back to, they don't have any joy in their heart. Like they're judging themselves on how they look and how they feel. And that's where I think that authentic connection that you can have with people, the only way you can have this deep type of connection that, that queen bee and queen of everything are having right now, that visceral quantum entanglement style connection that people crave. In this society, you tell us we're better connected. We are better connected at one inch under the water, bullshit shallowness. That's how we're connected. Oh girl, I saw that you went on this trip. Oh, hey girl, I think you know my client and I know your client. You don't know me, girl. You don't, if you haven't seen me, yeah, back up. If you haven't seen me in the pit of despair, you do not know me. So don't uh, be coming over here and fronting 
Like, you know the personal brand, you don't know me. And that's where Jenny from the block came from. Like, shout out to JLo. She's like, I'm still Jenny from the block. Y'all don't know that version. So if you want to get deep with people and you want to have fulfilling relationships, you got to get deep with yourself. And I just, I love what you said about the, the joy piece is like, when you've got your joy in order, your cup is run it over and you can actually pour into other people. Amen. Ugh. So good. So good. It's so good. This is so good. I, this, this is so good. I want to bring you back on another episode um, because, you know, they tell me that we have a limit on how much I can be talking on a podcast episode. So I want to do that, uh, hopefully in person when we meet like our, and that's the crazy thing too about us is our worlds have like, we're in the same place at the same time always. And then. So weird. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you to Houston. You guys have to come to yes. Houston for sure. Yes. Yes. You will I make mean, it work. Yes. Oh, 100%. 100%. Well, you know what? You are one of my favorite people Aww. that exists on this planet. And I don't know why we're friends or who we are supposed to thank, but I thank the ethers for bringing us together and making our worlds collide. I'm so thankful for the work that you do and the people that you help and who you are and how you show up because, mm -hmm. because you show up authentically. It allows me to show up authentically. It allows everybody to show up authentically. So I just so very much appreciate you. Well, I love you, you and we were connected for some reason. And so thank you so much for having me on the show, Tamika. Thank you. I am going to link in the show notes how to find Queen Bee's company and then also her social media because you want to be following that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then we'll link in a quiz since we started there. So if you want to learn what is your brand's unique tone of voice, you can check out this free quiz. It's amazing. It'd be so much fun. Yay. Yay. Oops, so okay. Hey, thank you. All right. Thank you.